Welcome to another wonderful edition of the Ultimate Engines. It is your boy Sipiwe. Yeah, yeah. This is your boy DJ Glory. And we're coming back to you guys with another wonderful one. And this time, we're actually going to discuss things that are much less technical. So we're going to be covering a broad aspect of the car show and talking about other things that do not involve the technicalities of a vehicle. So basically, guys, we'll have a whole lot of topics for you today. Um, I believe this one is going to be pumped up. And basically, like Spiro said, we'll be talking about pre-owned vehicles, you know, how to choose your own car, you know, when you're buying the car, like, does this car suit you and everything like that, you know, and just the basic stuff that you have to be careful of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we're also talking about online scams. I mean, um, there's a, uh, in terms of consumers, you know, it is very increasing that they're turning to the internet right now because of the less admin work, because of the fast transactions. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about the scams, what to look out for before you buy your vehicle online. Be careful because most of the adverts are too good to be true. So we're going to be breaking that down and letting you know what to look out for, yeah? Yeah. What we're also going to be talking about is very important what you must have when you look at buying a vehicle. Whether it's a pre-owned vehicle, whether it's a, a new vehicle, but you want to know what is really necessary for you to have before you buy that vehicle. You know, and uh, we're also going to be covering the buying process. You know, it's very important that you know the step-by-step process, what you're going to be doing, uh, what to expect and stuff. And we're going to be closing the show with the warning signs, your car. You know, when it's about to break down, you want to be able to read to the breakdown warning signs. So yeah. we're going to get straight to it. We're going to okay. start with the news first. So, yeah, guys, we have a couple of stuff that we have lined up for you for the news. So I'll just hand it over to Spewers and he can do the most. Yeah, so um, some sad news to begin with. Um, it is the end of the road for the Mitsubishi Pajero. So um, a lot of the Mitsubishi Pajero lovers, uh, they know Mitsubishi has been around for a while, since yeah. the 90s. Um, it's at the end of the road. Um, Mitsubishi has obviously decided they have actually confirmed that the model will be discontinued in August 2019. Wow. So no more... Um, manufacturing no more nothing that you'll hear from now on about the Mitsubishi Pajero <laughs> um, and the Toyota uh, you might have noticed uh, that uh, the, the Corolla wasn't around for a while. In fact, we've had the same model for the past three years. Yeah. They've actually introduced a new Corolla. Now it's a hatchback. Sure. Um, so it's wonderful news. They've also um, relaunched, or rather, uh, they have a new RAV4. A lot of people love the RAV4. It's a mom's yeah. car. Um, a lot of ladies love it for its safety features and its space. And it's actually new. It looks great and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And um, some also important news. Um, Ford has actually announced a big problem that they've been having as you may know that they've been having a few issues over the past years um, with the EcoSport specifically as well as the Fiesta there has been some security breaches and um, it is said that the car is actually easy to break into um, so we're also obviously um, telling you guys obviously that Ford has announced that they're going to make an, uh, a solution for that. You know, they yeah. might obviously recall some cars to try and get it done. And uh, one of the other things that is very important is that Suzuki, a, f- a growing brand um, in many countries, has also recalled about 2 million vehicles in Japan after cheating some safety checks and some safety <laughs> tests. Yeah, wow. so they're calling back some vehicles. You know, it's, it's amazing how vehicles actually go out and they've supposed to have passed the test. Mm-hmm. But then in, over some time, they have to be called back. And now you find that there is a, over 2 million vehicles need to be called back. But um, those oh. are the news that we have for you guys. And we're going to jump in straight to the show and talk about the importance of your pre-owned vehicle and what you need to look out for before you buy the important things. Yeah, so guys, basically, like I've been saying, we have stuff lined up for you. So 
a couple of points that I'm going to share with you like this one is how to check your own pre-owned car. So here are a few points that we have to share with you yep. about choosing a pre-owned car. So you have to be able to determine the range of cost, which is basically you to just basically deciding your budget. I yeah. mean, obviously, before buying your car, you should know how much you're willing to spend, your minimum yeah. and your maximum amount. So obviously, you don't go beyond your budget. So in terms of that, it's just you being able to deal with the payment process or should I use more English terms like transactions yeah. so just basically that for you to be able to pay for your car so obviously you know maybe let's say for example you're buying a second-hand car you know that in your bank account you have 50,000 that you've budgeted for yeah. this car so you should make sure that the price range of the car that you're getting is probably around let's say for example in between 20,000 and yeah, I mean like 40, 40 or whatever. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, with most things in life, guys, you got to budget. It's even better with used cars because you might get a range of uh, maybe three, four, five cars that are in the same price range. Yeah. You obviously need to know which one you're looking for. But it's um, it's very important that you decide a budget that you're gonna spend. You get there, yeah. you get what you want, and you know you move on. You buy what you what you need, and you do the proper safety checks. Yeah. Plus, it, budgeting also helps you determine that, like maybe for example, the type of loan that you want to take or credit yeah. for yeah. buying your car because then you'll know you'll have probably like a payment plan yeah. and be like okay within this period of months maybe let's yeah. say within two to five years yeah. i would have paid this amount and your car is basically fully paid Absolutely. so basically your budgeting helps you with that and yeah. also you should test drive the car yeah. i mean uh, we have many cases whereby people buy second-hand cars and as much as info is going out there in the world yeah. people still manage to make those stupid mistakes whereby you buy a second-hand car and you trust it fully you can never do that because firstly it's obvious it's been owned by someone so yeah. you don't know whether the person was maintaining it well yeah. you don't know whether they were checking the oil or everything like that so basically make it your responsibility to test drive the car so obviously how it performs on the road you know when you're driving when you're cutting corners does it turn properly yeah you know it's basically things like that the performance and also the feel of the car you yeah. know when you accelerate yeah. your clutch control everything that yeah. basically will tell you is this car okay is it sick maybe there's a few stuff <laughs> that you need to repair you know <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, yeah, I, I I agree with my man Glory because I mean, um, don't be fooled by obviously looking at the car and whatever it looks like. Don't 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 be fooled into not wanting to test drive it as much as it may be, um, you know, prepared well and stuff like that. Just test drive the car, feel it, yeah. and whatever you do, whatever you listen to, to whatever the salesperson is saying to you or the the seller, just test drive the car and go according to how you feel it 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 feels to you when you drive it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So another thing is that you should research your vehicle yep. and the purpose of researching your vehicle is obviously to check your car's record because usually you'd find in different cases whereby maybe your car is not registered yeah. under the right person. So the person maybe you bought it from is not the person that's on the registration. Yeah. Car. So that's another thing you have to look out for. You research your car and you also research the value of your car, everything that falls under that. And you check maybe if, for example, you're getting robbed by any chance. Yeah, yo, it's very important to look at, just know the general market price yeah. for your vehicle so that you have an idea if you are being robbed or not. 
Um, also, one of the things that you must be sure to check is, especially if you're buying from an individual, if it's a private seller, yeah. it's very important to check if they own the car. There has been a lot of scams around guys uh, pertaining to vehicles that are actually duplicated. Yeah. So you want to make sure that the, the person owns that vehicle, it is registered in the system. When you go forward, you don't want to be stopped and have a problem where you obviously had a car that you loved so much. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, guys, basically, another thing is that do not hesitate to negotiate. Yeah. And reason being is because it's a second-hand car. So, yeah. obviously, when you're buying a second-hand car, in most cases, your seller is most likely to negotiate with you. I mean, obviously, yep. you can come down to a reasonable price. Sometimes you may be like, okay, yep. I need this car, but this certain amount that I see... If we can negotiate it because you know it doesn't fit my budget plus yeah. looking at the cost of the car the value and everything yep. is it really worth that price because sometimes you'd find that they're just trying to get as much money as they can out of this car but if you obviously you try and negotiate the price you can get it at the best value yeah that you can. absolutely it's very important that you negotiate um yeah. you know what most of us obviously uh we we're we're, we're unsure we're not too sure, obviously, when we go into the situation, we're scared sometimes. You, you Don't be afraid to negotiate. It's your money. Always value yourself more than anything else. Whether it you find, you feel it's the last car that you saw, it's, it's a car yeah. that you've wanted for long, it's the first time that you see it so cheap. Always value yourself and the money that you spent because you're the one who's going to be stressed afterwards. So make sure that you negotiate, get the best price out of it. Use the change to obviously cover some of the issues that the vehicle might have because since it's a pre-owned vehicle, it's not yeah. going to be perfect so basically now we're just gonna go into how you do the selection process you know buying your pre-owned vehicle and stuff like that so yep. can you please give it to them absolutely man thank you glory uh so um there's a process behind buying a vehicle it's uh sometimes can be lengthy sometimes it can be smooth sometimes it can be rough yeah. it is all dependent on the dealership or the seller uh, it is also dependent on the type of service that you get. So yeah. most of the time, personally, depending on the budget, I would prefer to buy a vehicle at the dealership. Mm -hmm. Just just to me to avoid the whole private industry and being scammed and just the whole uneasiness of having to go into buying a car where we have to meet, yeah. you know, the importance of safety and stuff like that. So I just go straight into the dealership and yeah. I, I like to buy my cars from there. I uh, bought my first car from a dealership. Um, it was a wonderful experience. There was a salesman. Um, so we're going to first look at which car that you want to buy, whether it's brand new or it's used. Obviously, in my case, dealership. So that's the process yeah. I'm going to be explaining to you guys. Um, so you go to a dealership, you know what you want. In fact, if, you, if you're smart, do a little research about the car that you want to buy. You yeah. know, It is easier for you when you go in there and you know already what you want to buy. Yeah. The only thing that you don't know is obviously the processes and stuff. So you get to a dealership, you obviously meet a salesperson. Um, one of the most important things in my life is service. You know, mm -hmm. It's very important that you deal with somebody who understands, who values you, who also finds it important that the money that you're going to be spending the money mm -hmm. and they, they need to be able to take care of you. So you get a vehicle, so get some information about the vehicle rather. So going to the dealership knowing what you want and knowing a few things and then just go to the dealership and start over. Go to a vehicle or go to a salesperson, ask about the vehicle, yeah. get somebody to explain the features of the vehicle to you from the start, you know, regardless of if you know, just get mm -hmm. them to be interested in explaining to you. That is the first part of the, part of the service rather. So yeah. get somebody to tell you, man, this is a car. Um, this is what it does this is what it normally the, the important things are these these are the 
the important buttons, you know, get to know what the car does, what it is for, mm -hmm. the price range and all that stuff. Once you get all the information that you basically want, you have your checkbox. Yeah. Once you've uh, managed to cover a few things that you have in your list, and then now you think about buying based on the interest that it covers your checkbox or your checklist, and then go into it knowing that this satisfies your soul, this satisfies what you want, yeah. you know. Also, take a look at the salesperson and actually just consider if they really care about you and stuff. Consider how they communicate to you. Consider how they get back to you. So get some information about the car. Immediately when you feel like you're interested and stuff like that, just always make sure that you show your interest obviously in the car and but you mm -hmm. also ask about the finance part of it yeah so one of the first questions or second questions after you find out about the car get to know what are the finance uh, processes behind buying a car mm -hmm. how long it takes for you to get approved if you apply through the bank you know if you pay cash how long does it take from your bank uh, for the money to reflect in the dealership's bank account mm -hmm. if find out if there's any extra charges or anything like that what is the best way to transact mm -hmm. but if you choose to go uh, via the loan way or obviously credit yeah. and you apply for finance and stuff like that first of all we've said this before you need to make sure that you're in good credit standing yeah because it is very difficult to qualify if you're not in good credit standing yeah. I normally like to go straight to the financial advisor. Every dealership has got one. Um, get to know what the processes are in terms of how long it takes, what the installment might be. Sometimes it is very difficult to know exactly what the installments will be because yeah. the banks will be the people who determine that. So just know the rough, the, you know, the rough um, amounts, how much you think it or well, how much they think it's going to be, what products do you need and stuff like that. I can yeah. tell you one thing right now, you don't need everything that the dealership is going to offer to you. You need some of them like insurance and some certain warranties, but get to know the finances behind it, mm -hmm. alright, and then get to know how long it's going to take you and if it's worthwhile. After that, obviously apply for the vehicle. You need to trust the dealership, especially if it's reputable, if it's a big building and it's been there for years and it's a known brand. Yeah. Go into there obviously with your documents, you need your ID, you need your license. Guys, you need to have a license. Yeah, definitely. You definitely need a license. Um, not only for the car and the dealership, you also need a license for your insurance. Yeah. By the way, just so you know, each and every new car that you're going to buy, you sometimes, especially if it's a dealership, even if it's a used car, you are going to need insurance. The dealership is not going to let you buy the car without you having insurance. Mm -hmm. They can help you through the process, um, but you can also get your own insurance. Some people yeah. prefer to have their own because they have a relationship with their um, consultants and the insurance companies, mm -hmm. but um, you need insurance. So go there with your ID, with your license, with your proof of residence, because you need to register the vehicle under your name and under your address. Yeah. You also need um, your, your pay slips mm -hmm. if you are employed. If you're self-employed, you're going to need your bank statements. Mm -hmm. Somewhere between three months and six months, depending on your affordability. Yeah. Now, the banks have made it difficult for people who are self-employed to be able to buy the vehicles because when you're self-employed, it is often seen as high risk because it, you don't have a certain um, specific amount of income that you make per month. Your income is up and down. Yeah. So um, when you're self-employed, it might be a bit difficult. But as long as you bank your money, when you have a way of making money and you, you don't bank it, it is not going to show, guys. You can keep mm -hmm. your money under your bed. But as long as it doesn't show in your bank account, yeah. they don't, they're not going to take your word for it. So bank all of your money. Make sure that you have some money in your bank account. You have pay slips yeah. that obviously would otherwise provide a good reason for you to qualify for a car in terms of your earnings. Yeah. You know, 
qualify uh, in terms of affordability and then have less expenses you know i don't know if you can control your expenses but naturally go into it knowing that you have less expenses and you have a more disposable income yeah so just quickly on that you said have less expenses yeah it's kind of confusing because i've been thinking of one thing actually two things at once yeah. so first of all you said we have to have good credit standings good credit yeah. record when you want to buy a car so one of the things that have been i've been thinking about basically yeah so i've been thinking what are the things like that you spend on that reflect on your credit record that could actually boost you in terms of buying a car and why is it that at the same time you have to spend less well um it, it's very important look uh accounts yeah. accounts like uh, furniture accounts that would count that would affect your credit your cell phone accounts mm-hmm. that will affect your credit your loans yeah that is going to affect your credit your credit cards that is going to affect your credit your your previous home loan if you have mm-hmm. one your current or your current um vehicle loan if you have one okay. the things that won't count are things like multi-choice account that won't come mm-hmm. uh, sorry count and these days it's apparent that gym accounts actually do count now wow. you know so the stuff that affects your credit except for mm-hmm. for, for 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 the unnecessary stuff that you yeah. have on the side like gym accounts um you know whatever whatever it is that you're paying on your side on the side for mm-hmm. for for maybe your children and stuff like that that won't count yeah. the stuff that affect the stuff that you had to take in your ids and your your information to apply for yeah. that stuff is going to affect your credit okay. and be sure to take care of it because it is going to affect you your points go up or down depending on how you pay late payments when you pay your account they affect your credit scoring yeah. you know um the second part of the of your question is pay less you know don't 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 indulge in too many activities or too many credit mm-hmm. stuff because you want to have a, a, a nice disposable income you know your disposable income is what you're left with after paying your expenses yeah. you know what i mean so the more money you you it looks like you have left the better you can qualify for a car yeah. so for example if you earn 20000 rands and your expenses are 12000 rands that means your disposable income is 8000 rands that means you don't have enough money to buy for a car because if you buy a new car it's probably going to cost you 5 to 6k mm-hmm. and you still need to pay for insurance well that's exactly what i mean so that part of the credit sorted out um you can put a deposit if you want to sometimes it is based on your credit scoring if you qualify you might not have to put down a deposit but if you don't qualify the banks might ask you for a deposit and you don't need a deposit to buy a car mm-hmm. Um wait let me put it this way it it's dependent on your credit scoring and your qualification criteria that the banks when they analyze your stuff mm-hmm. to see if you need one or not yeah. so it's not necessary that you need to put down a deposit you can because the advantage is that it lowers the installment yeah. so put down if you want anything from 10% you can put down even less than that if you like you can put down but the advantage is that it lowers the installment that you're going to pay and it helps obviously towards paying for the car Yeah. So trust me you don't need it but just wait to hear from the banks if you need it or not all right yeah. so as the finances continue it's normally around a day or so that you should have had a response yeah. you know it shouldn't take more than 2 days or 3 days unless the systems are down and the salesperson is communicating with you which is very important that you get a guy like i said in the beginning who cares about you who's going to care enough to communicate everything to you and on time mm-hmm. that you don't have to call them all the time yeah. so that's the service part of it so once you have your response once your banks have approved you obviously god forbid that they decline you that would have had 
an issue maybe based on your credit scoring or your qualification or maybe you don't afford yeah. but if everything goes well and uh, you get approved your approval is important for you to be able to see how the banks approved you what i mean when i say it's important your interest rate mm-hmm. you got you need to see how how much the banks are charging you extra over and above the loan that they give you the installment obviously be sure that it covers your affordability range what you're planning to 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 pay for and negotiate guys most of the time you can get the interest rate to go down a little bit yeah. but sometimes you can't it's not all the time that you can make a plan sometimes you can negotiate it sometimes you can't so when you can negotiate it but believe the finance uh, the finance department when they say that they've tried their best that they can't give you anything more so believe them but yes yeah, so just to speed up the process you've done you 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 have your finance you you've done with everything um obviously expect the delivery to happen between a day or two after the finance has been approved and stuff like that um you know go into the the, the importance of checking your car when you go in and, and get your delivery choose the color that you want negotiate with everything that you have i mean it's your money that you're spending so make sure that you get the color that you want don't be fooled into thinking that different colors cost more money they don't cost more money so whatever color that you choose wait for it if it takes longer than what you're expecting but if you don't want to wait for it and then take whatever is available then most importantly get to make sure that your car is filled up with fuel mm-hmm. is filled up with the necessary things that you need you know the spare tire the, the jacks and everything and stuff like that and obviously um take your delivery your delivery obviously when you're happy yeah. and um just just enjoy your car uh, just know that once you've taken delivery of your car you cannot take it back unless there's any manufacturer defaults um so those are some of the important things guys we obviously need to move on to the next topic which is online scams uh, it's yeah. very important also to to be careful how you buy a car especially online definitely so one let me just quickly define scams for you and basically it is when someone intentionally intentionally does maybe a fraudulent or deceptive deal with you in uh, with an intention to basically get money from you which is basically something that is common out there yeah. we have a lot of scammers so sometimes it's very difficult to tell the difference between someone that is real or that is fake yeah. but it's just something that we have to watch yeah. out for and a sign that you could be scammed could be maybe for example the car price is fairly low compared to the market value that's another thing that should raise your awareness because then obviously you look at the car and you know like maybe you go on the car site and you know for example this car goes for like on the second hand price it goes for 120,000 and you get this guy that says he wants to sell you the car for 60,000 that's actually very concerning yeah because now you it should trigger you thinking like why is this car low is there something wrong with it or maybe this person perhaps stole the car and yeah. now they decided to to sell it now they decided to sell it to me for a very low price so that's one of the things that should concern you so another thing is that sellers refuse to provide contact details so if for example the person that you're buying the car from does not want to produce contact details it's another thing that should concern you because first of all contact details is your way of being able to reach that person in case you encounter an issue or yeah. there's something that you need to clarify with them that's how you'll be able to reach them now if the person doesn't give you contact details it is a problem yeah so definitely. anyway the when you get in contact details you should be getting stuff like phone numbers so if for example you call this person and their phone is on voicemail first of all that's a problem because yeah. their phone should never be on voicemail this person should always be credible so another thing is that when for example you call their phone and they don't answer that's another sign that okay this person could be a scammer so anyway the next point is that scammers will make excuses about not being available 
over the phone. If the person that is selling you the car does not want to speak over the phone or claims that they can't always be available, yeah. that's a sign that you should like basically be afraid of because yeah. you find that sometimes you'd get a person that has multiple numbers or the number that they gave is probably a sim card or a phone yeah. number that does not belong to them they probably just purchased it some time ago and then they were like okay we're going to use it and they call you and after you've called that person you realize that after a few days the number doesn't work anymore yeah hopefully you have not paid them by that time, uh, yeah definitely yeah. so that's another thing that we should watch out for do not pay them before any like before checking the car yeah so basically obviously when you're buying a car you obviously going to inspect it so you look at the condition of the car you look at the exterior you look at the interior yeah. whether everything is good obviously with regards to the interior you look inside the car you look at the seats whether they're still in good condition you look at the roofing yep. and obviously you look even at the carpets you look at everything overall everything. and with regards to the exterior you look at the paint job you look at the car whether there's no dents and all these kind of you know just basic stuff that we do yep. so anyway Another thing is that these people, they might demand money like immediately from you while doing the purchase once you haven't viewed the car. Yeah. So you have to, like I've mentioned that earlier and I'm mentioning it again, you have to be careful. You can't give them money before. So make sure the whole transaction is done, the whole process is done, you've checked the car and then only afterwards can you decide whether you're going to pay the amount and how much is it that you're going to pay for the car. Yeah. So another thing that you should be careful of is to buy a car from someone that is overseas i mean first of all how does that work <laughs> buying a car from someone overseas i mean buying online from a site or a company that is within your region is much safer than buying from someone that is overseas because yeah. obviously someone from overseas you don't know where this person stays you're you're not even sure whether their credibility like you can count on them yeah so obviously someone will tell you okay i'm selling this car at this price and it's overseas now whether you decide that you're gonna buy that car if you decide that you're gonna pay this person that amount of money how show you that you're gonna get this car at the right price i mean because if this person gets says that they live overseas next thing you paid someone money and then now you're looking for your car and you can't find the seller yeah no that is a definitely problem. i can only agree with that stay local guys yeah stay, stay local, local. <laughs> so yeah that's a couple of points on how you can avoid scammers because like guys this stuff is real out there like people are getting robbed so anyway another thing is that meet the seller personally in a public area yep. you should always want to make contact with your seller reason being is when you meet in a public area the chances of them scamming you are less yep. likely to happen because obviously in a public environment people are watching you yeah believe it or not people are watching you so when you're out there in a public area the chances of you getting robbed are less now when you're in a private area the guy or woman whoever's selling you the car is most likely to scam you yeah. so anyway we're going into the next point do a history check to know whether the car is stolen or not so obviously you check your documentation and you also check your vehicle identification number and everything like that so make sure all those stuff are correct you make sure your identification number is correct and you check the registration of the car you check the license you check the owner you check all those details every single details including the names of the person that is selling you the car and you check whether their name is on the registration platform or yeah. card however they say it right yeah no uh the book of life obviously the service yeah. book 
the service the, book. Yeah, the owner's details. Yeah, so basically you check that, make sure their phone number is accurate, make sure that the spelling is accurate, because you never know, you think maybe it's just a little mistake. No, it's actually not the person that you're looking for. Yep, these things so, can be forged lately. Yeah, they can be. So yeah, just moving on. Another thing is that you should check the seller's address. That is also supposed to be on the book of life. So you're supposed to check your seller's address so that we know, okay, in case something is wrong, this is where you'll find the person, like I said, and I'll say yeah. it again. You have to be able to contact your person. So just moving on to Spiway. Right, right. So um, another important thing that we want to speak to you guys about is um, when you take a look at your vehicle, uh, you want to make sure that you have all the warning signs that your vehicle is about to break down. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk just a few points uh, that you just must be careful when you, your car starts to do this these kind of things you just want to have it checked just to make sure that you don't continue driving and wearing it out yeah. until you get stuck so firstly there are there are a lot of things to look at but we're just going to share a few things so one of them is definitely when your car has got a, a lot of mileage and stuff like mm -hmm. that you know every time your car is moving and stuff like that it does create a lot of uh wear and tear and yeah. some parts they get to wear over time and stuff like that so they just keep on getting dusty and you keep on bumping certain um ramps sometimes and obviously some damage does happen yeah so um when it's got a lot of mileage and stuff like that just just take care of it much more better obviously there's sounds that you hear when the car is driving and don't take those signs for granted um just always be sure to check your car out if you've mm -hmm. got a mechanic somebody somebody that you think they are affordable just always go there have him check your car there's a weird sound that you get uh, mm -hmm. because the car has got high mileage it's been driving for long so go and have that checked out and um, one of the signs is that if your car has got a lot of mileage yeah. it might be um dying so um another important sign is that your tires Take a look at your tires all the time your tires there's a certain threat that your tires are need to to kind of balance with you know mm -hmm. it's on the tires you need to always balance it with that but when your tires are below that thread you must know that your tires are actually wearing out yeah. in fact your tires as well as other parts of of, of the car like your your, your brake system mm -hmm. your your clutch inside and your bearings all of all of that stuff gets gets affected just by the tires wearing out and you not taking care of them mm -hmm. but most importantly when your tires are worn it's it's a, a, a huge safety feature yeah. because obviously when you try and brake in certain emergency issues you're going to take much more longer to stop your car sure. just because your tires are worn out well i didn't think that actually affected your braking system but yeah it, i guess yep. i'm learning new things yep it does uh one of the most important thing is that your oil yeah another thing to look out for is your oil when it's running low it affects a lot of parts in your car the engine runs a bit smooth when you have oil um, it doesn't overheat a lot. A lot of parts in the engine, they run smoothly. Just like how when you notice with a certain key, um, when you try and apply some oil a little bit, and yeah. then you're able to turn much more easier. So oil just kind of um, adds that, that softness into things turning, yeah. especially steel and stuff like that. So be sure to make sure that your oil is always um, filled up. And um, mm -hmm. when you get to a garage, oil is relatively affordable. Yeah. Um, the guys that, are the petrol attendants, they will always ask you about your water and your yeah. oil. Um, just be sure to actually ask them to check it because they know much more better. Yeah. Um, so they will always help you to advise you if you weren't away. Mm -hmm. uh, another important thing is when your brakes, you know when you get a funny smell from, yeah, from, from underneath the car? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's sometimes that's the brakes actually, them, they, they might be wearing out. So you get that funny smell inside the car and you're wondering what is the smell? It's the brakes. Yeah. Um, it might be obviously other things as well, but the most common is brakes. 
um, always have them checked out. Brakes are important. They help you to stop when yeah. you have to stop in an emergency. Um, and always check out your dashboard. Mm -hmm. Your dashboard will always read a lot of things. Some lights coming on, a water light, a temperature light, especially a temperature light that warns you that your car is overheating. Mm -hmm. So always check whatever lights that you get on the dashboard. Always check what they are and what do they mean. Otherwise, your car is not supposed to have anything on when you drive. Yeah. The only thing that should be on is if you don't have your seatbelt on. But otherwise, when you switch on your car, all the lights on the dashboard should be off. Yeah. Unless it's a t these cars these days, they to they're so technical. They show whatever you have on, like cruise control or you have blind spot detector on. Mm -hmm. But if it's just a normal car, it's just supposed to be clean on the dashboard. Yeah. Yep, and then, uh, yep, so the last part of the show that we want to discuss with you guys is um, obviously a few things that you guys must have inside a car. These are very important for you to have. We want to close the show with letting you guys know the important things that you must have. So any car, new or used, you have to have these things in yeah. any situation. It's going to help you guys out. One of the things that you have to have in your car are jumper cables. Now... A basic use that I've known and I've had live experience with jumper cables, obviously because your car battery can just randomly just switch up on you, it can just run out, you can die. So you'd use the jumper cables to start off your car, obviously by plugging the cables into your car battery from another car battery that is powered up. So jumper cables are something that are very essential, very important for your car. Very, very essential because let me tell you something, um, even brand new cars, mm -hmm. batteries go out even before the car is actually ever driven sure. before anyone can own a car you can have a car on the showroom floor as a mm -hmm. customer you're coming there you're asking the sales guy to get the keys for you and the car does not start the battery is yeah. out brand new you can imagine so uh, another important thing to have is a first aid kit you need one it's very important it might not be necessary but you know anything can happen any accident yeah. Um, you, you are with your children, you are with your elderly, anybody who is in the car might need immediate medical assistance. So be sure to have a first aid kit, yeah. you know, um, if obviously you can afford one, just be, make sure that you have one and you have one inside your car at all times. Yeah. So another thing that we need to have in our car is a spare tire. And Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, for all car drivers, even for someone that doesn't drive, I mean, I believe it's common yeah. that we all need a spare tire. Reason being is that anything can happen one day you're driving and you happen to be driving in a place like where it's a township. We don't have smooth roads in townships. So you could find maybe there's like some funny shaped glass or steel pin that is on the floor and you happen to drive past and you're tire happens to pop i've actually experienced this one like a couple of times like this one time i was walking on the street uh -huh. and all of a sudden i hear this car turning the corner and you hear just like this big explosion type of thing yeah, sound and yeah, then all of a yeah. sudden i look at the car driving i'm trying to figure out what is the problem and then i look and i saw oh the tire just popped so we definitely need to have a space how you can't afford to not have one because like for example on the go maybe you're rushing somewhere and your tire pops now you don't have a spare tire Yo. so you have to now find a pay for a tow truck <laughs> when you can just quickly on the go fix it up you can imagine i mean when you go on an adventure on a trip yeah and you know in the middle of nowhere you don't have a spare tire Yo. in your tire bus. <laughs> Come on, guys, you gotta have a spare tire. Yeah. Even if it's one of those biscuit tires, that those are very thin ones, yeah, have yeah. a tire so that you can continue your journey. Mm -hmm. um, you also need uh, some tools with the spare tire as well as the jack, yeah. not only just the spare tire. So it's important to have that stuff. Yeah. Um, it goes along with the spare tire. Yeah. So have a jack and have some tools 
it's important you need all of that it goes hand in hand yeah. um if you can not really necessary but have a tire pressure gauge yeah um the reason why i say not necessary is because when you get to a garage especially every now and then in the middle of nowhere there's always a a, 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 a garage a petrol station yeah. they will always obviously ask you do you need to have your tires checked and stuff allow them to and there's always information around your car that will tell you what the, the the pressure that you need to have on um on your car they will like that information on the car is very obvious you just look around your car especially on the driver's door mm-hmm. then you will know what uh, pressure your car is supposed to have and then the petrol attendant will assist you in uh inflating your tire if it needs to be inflated deflating it if it needs to be deflated yeah so the last thing few things that we need to have in our cars are hazard triangles and flares and basically these are basic stuff you might and might not have in your car you don't have to stress if you don't have it but also they are very important reason being for example like now let's we can link it to the tire situation but your tire has just gone flat so you'll need a triangle obviously to like maybe put behind or in front of your car to warn the coming cars to be like okay here's an accident that just happened so if you can just be careful you know just drive on the other side of the road so we can prevent roads how can i say we can prevent road accidents because yep. usually we have a lot of road accidents and it's because of stuff like these where Cars, people are not yeah. yeah cautious on the road yeah so yeah and another thing that you could have is a blanket Ooh. guys <laughs> <laughs> so you know when you're feeling cold in the car is that time of the month where it's yeah, cold winter. It's winter it's rainy and yeah. um you know sometimes there's a there's a link between when you use the heater in your car yeah. as uh, that actually uses a lot of fuel Yeah, so does. so sometimes you actually want to have a blanket. You do. Believe us guys, have a blanket in your car. It's going to help you. you. Might not have to have the heater on. Yeah. And then it's going to help you. Sometimes you're in the middle of nowhere, especially if you're adventurous. Yeah. And you need a blanket. It might not have to be big, but have a blanket so that you um obviously can take care of yourself when it's cold. Yeah. Um you also might need a fire extinguisher. Um you might obviously think that where am I going to keep all of these things sometimes I have a very small car but if you can if you have a big car you know you get into a crash or you see somebody who's just uh, been involved in a crash yeah. and the car is starting to fire up you know fire extinguisher will obviously help you in extinguishing the fire if mm-hmm. you can um you know just to help yourself out to help other people out you know so we obviously closing the topics now and the last thing that you might need is a tow strap yeah you know uh, whatever it is that you, you that you have maybe a, a a bar or a strap or anything that is can allow you to be towed yeah. um when you get stuck anywhere uh, or tow hook sometimes you might mm-hmm. need a tow hook is um also can help to for you to get strapped anywhere tow hook can help you obviously in any kind of situation whereby uh, somebody can offer to help you and then you yeah. can be towed to the nearest garage or safety place <laughs> okay this has been very interesting very awesome like yeah. it's amazing it's always a pleasure to be here in the booth with my man Simpiwe and chilling with you i mean like this Ooh. is very awesome like i enjoy this i'll do this like every day for a living if i could but yeah it's awesome to be with you guys like I really enjoyed this show so guys you can catch us if you want more of us on our social media for Spiwe he's always on Facebook you know yep. not always on Facebook but he's on Facebook on so Facebook. you can catch Spiwe him Motlowung. yeah that is my name get me there i'm going to be posting the links to the show yeah. obviously you can download um obviously you can get us on iono yeah. fm as well yeah That's you can we're going to be posting the links as well so on iono.fm you can catch us on Facebook on the active fm page which is 
forward slash activefm777 you can catch us on twitter which is activefm it's at activefm777 you can catch us on instagram also at xfm777 yeah man those are social media platforms we also have a website www.xfm.co.za and as for me you can catch me on facebook i'll spell the name for you because it's french so obviously not everyone will get it it's g-l-o-i-r-e and the surname tina is t-s-i-n-a and you can catch me on facebook as for me signing out yep it has been amazing um also um catch us on youtube as well at active tv um it has uh, it's been it's been real man it's it's the ultimate engines obviously yeah. we're sharing everything that we know with you guys about the moto industry the technicalities of cars and everything just involving vehicles and yeah. what happens around the industry catch us on our show next time uh obviously it's been great have fun uh we'll see you guys next time peace peace
Side, but not crushed. No, no, we strive for return. 